This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Please go to my website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. See what Eagle Saving Nations is all about. So we've got to have another great awakening or this nation is coming under judgment. The Republic will fall. I have with me all the way from Florida, apostolic prophet Stephen Lambert. And I'm reading it right off his book cover. Uh, Stephen, welcome back to the program warning. Well, thank you, Apostle. I'm glad to be here and for many reasons, I'm glad to be here, but we'll be talking about that. Yes, we will. Uh, I'm looking at his book. It says, Now Faith Is. Now Faith Is. It also says, Faith That Works. Steve wrote me a letter. I'm going to read three paragraphs off the letter, and then we're going to go into it, because you need to realize what this man has gone through. And I start. It says, I mentioned the date I finished writing the final draft. Because the next morning at around 5 a.m., I began suffering a massive heart attack episode in which I coded, died six times in 24 hours. Astonishing the doctors that I survived, requiring a 10-day hospital stay, one of which was spent in a medically induced coma. Obviously, our adversary wanted to take me out before I could publish the book. So I can only surmise it must be a threat to him and his kingdom, but God. Says I wrote in the prologue about my battle with a form of colon cancer that produced a metastatic tumor in my abdomen that over a period of approximately a year grew to roughly the size of an NFL football that my VA surgeon had actually misdiagnosed during that period as an umbilical hernia. After nearly a year of holding to that diagnosis, the hernia turned angry red, then purple, causing him to think the hernia had become strangulated. He scheduled me for an emergency surgery upon... The misdiagnosis was discovered per the lab results, indicating it was not a hernia at all, but rather a very large and growing metastatic tumor. When I was finally able to see my VA oncologist for the first time, January 2021, delayed by three consecutive episodes of COVID-19, his first words 
to me were, Mr. Lambert, I give you four months to live. But I'm going to start you on chemotherapy to try to prolong your life as long as possible. Three years later, by the grace of God, I am still triumphing over that grim prognosis and plan to live many more years. In fact, my profession of faith is that I plan to live until Jesus returns. So for the last three years plus, I have been required to live out everything I wrote in the book on the topic of now faith. Just to survive the demonic attacks on my health and life. But thank God it was all in me to live out despite being unaware that it was. Wow. Uh, Stephen, what a testimony. Uh, You coded six times, died six times. What do you have to say about that? That's what they tell me. That's what they tell me. Uh, One of those times uh, I was totally unconscious. And the attending physician, the ER doctor, actually wrote in his notes. So that's how we know this. My daughter looked it up. And he said, I was unconscious. And I suddenly opened my eyes, looked straight up at him, looked into his eyes. This is the doctor writing. And I said to him in a very stern voice, I will live and not die. And I then went back unconscious. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's like uh, that's it, like a word coming back from the dead. Yes, sir. And uh, I write in the book how that there had been a numerous times when, in my life where God had called me supernaturally to the bedside of people that were experiencing something similar that. I can remember at least five times where I didn't even know the person uh, three of those times. One other time, this was a person who was a uh, under my sister's uh, church. And the Lord told me to go to the hospital and there I would find my sister. Anyway, uh, every one of those episodes Uh, I was there in the middle of the night, and I spoke to these individuals. I heard myself saying and uh, leaning down into their ear, and every one of them were in ICU. And I didn't know what I was going to do or say, and you know how the Lord fills your mouth in times like that. And so I said to them, you will live and not die. Those very same words. Praise the Lord. And uh, as I say in the book, every single one of those people are still alive today. And at least five of them got arranged supernaturally for me to meet with them. And they uh, told me that they heard every word I said. And they know that they are alive today because I came in their room at the last hour probably a few minutes before, you know, midnight, so to speak, and spoke these words over them and uh, that they live because of that and that they can't explain what happened, but those words supercharged their spirit. And somehow they got a hold of those words and God brought them through, as we say, but God. Well, amen. 
the devil intended something else, but God had something for them. And I believe I, I was reaping uh, apostle in the, that incident uh, of my own years later, because I planted those seeds into other people. And I was reaping a harvest from those words in my own life. Praise the Lord. Well, those words were inspired from God. And so when we speak the inspiration from the Holy Spirit, it's God speaking. And yes, it will happen. That's right. And so you That's gave them right. words from God, words of life. We proclaim life. And uh, that is what came out of it. Yes. Now you're, you're, you were in misdiagnosed uh here a surgeon uh they they misdiagnosed a hernia and uh wow they discovered instead uh this this uh, uh what they described as this nfl football growing in your size isn't yes. that something yes sir i mean a football i know this from my days as an official is uh you know 12 inches long and uh, why or long, however you want to look at it. And uh, that was what was growing in my body. And I knew uh, that, and I had gone back to this surgeon three times and he kept telling me it was just a hernia, no big deal. And then he said, if uh, the last time, if it, again, if it causes you any problems getting bigger, come on in and we'll talk again. Well, it got huge <laughs> and suddenly, and then as I, as you read, it turned purple and red. Yes. yes. Horrible. And uh, so I made a, an appointment to go back in. Well, this time he said, lift up your shirt. I lifted up my t-shirt and he took one look at it. And this look of panic came over his face and he said, my God, we got to get you into surgery this week. And it had to be emergency surgery. So two days later, I was in surgery. Two days after that, he called me and said, Mr. Lambert, I'm sorry to report to you. It was not a uh, uh, umbilical hernia as I had thought, but rather it was, you know, metastatic tumor, a, a cancerous tumor. Wow. It was very large. And he said, I took out all I could take out at the time. And because I can't get, you know, I can't get any closer to your vital organs. And so he said, I've taken out all I can. Well, in the three years since then, I've been looked at by several surgeons and they've all said the same thing. We can't take out anymore. And so, but I also did have radiation therapy. I don't know how, how much that did, but as I say in the book, I, I, respect and honor uh, medical, all medical people, because they are very dedicated people. And uh, many of them serve like we serve in the ministry. And they have done what and they do what they do at great personal sacrifice, many of them at many levels, not just doctors, but uh, all the medical personnel. So and it takes a lot of training and a, and a lot of personal things from them to be able to serve as they do. And so I appreciate them immensely. And I appreciate what doctors know, but they only know what the medical science tells them. And they will tell you doctors don't heal. 
Doctors just treat. And, but we know a doctor, the great physician, his name is Jesus, and he, is, he does heal. And he is the great healer. Amen. And he, he even says, I am the Lord thy God, Jehovah Rapha, who healeth thee. What a powerful and strong statement. You don't make statements like that unless you can back them up. Amen. And that's what God has said to us. He is our healer. I'm holding on to that. I've seen miracle after miracle in my 48 years of ministry now in January of uh, this month. I mean, this month of this year, I'm going into 48 years of ministry, and I've seen literally hundreds, really thousands of miracles that Jesus has performed, miracles of healing and deliverance uh, during that time in my meetings, in private meetings, and uh, counseling over the phone. So I know God is a God of miracles. Hallelujah. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jonathan Hansen, president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org. I have as a guest today, we're going to continue with the interview with, it says right off the book, apostolic prophet Stephen Lambert. He wrote a book, Now Faith Is, Faith That Works. And we just talked about how he coded six times. He died six times in 24 hours. Not only that, but he was diagnosed They because they misdiagnosed him, thought it was a hernia, and it wasn't. Instead, it was deadly cancer that had gone through the body. And uh, they said, you have four months to live. And let me tell you something. That was January 2021. We're in January 2024. Here we are three years later. And Stephen, you're alive. Amen. Because God cannot lie. But sometimes the medical science does lie inadvertently. People yeah. don't mean to lie. They, they, they want to do, help you. They're trying to help you, uh, but it's just like in the hospital. Um, I had my daughter, who I've trained very well, my grandson, who was also there by a miracle, by several miracles, actually. My grandson was there. He was not supposed to be there, but he was there, and he was the first one to start doing CPR on me when my daughter called 911. Well, my grandson, when he was 14, he's now uh, he'll be 21 uh, in May of this year. He uh, took a course and had to do a video on it to show that he had uh, mastered this course on uh, CPR. And this was when he was 14. Wow. And he took a course on CPR. And all these years later, he the first person he uses it on is his own grandfather. Wow. And wow. He, come, he comes in the room, drags me off the bed throws me down on the floor, I'm totally unconscious, and starts doing CPR. Uh, the medical, or the uh, 911 operators yelling at my daughter, she didn't realize that my son and grandson had been doing this for like 20 minutes that they'd been on the phone. So when the uh, 12 minutes later, the uh, attendants came, you know, the uh, uh, attendants from the uh, uh, ambulance came, and uh, they kind of eased Zachary out and just went in and started doing CPR and hooked me up. 
Well, they had to do it so hard, as often happens with the machine, uh, that they broke all of my ribs. And so when I woke up, I mean, for weeks, I was really sore with broken ribs. But that's better than being dead, hallelujah. Uh, especially if you're supposed to be alive. So uh, there were so many miracles associated with this. That night, as you say, I had just finished writing the last draft of my book. Now, I had to do some edits after that. But the last full draft, I had just finished. Wow. And so there's no way you can tell me that this wasn't a backlash from Satan. I mean, he was so angry that I had finished this book, a book that I had never intended to write. But actually how this book started was the Lord said to me, I was just fellowshipping with him. I don't actually say it this way in the book, but I was fellowshipping with the Lord one day, sweet fellowship, just me and him in my prayer closet, so to speak. And I I was just having sweet fellowship with him. And he said in the sweetest, kindest tone, you know, son, you've never written a book on faith. And I said, I thought a minute, I thought, wow, you know, that's right, Lord, I have it. And and then I said, without him saying anything else, I said, I don't know why I said this the way I did, but... When you're in the presence of God, you're very humbled. That's right. And I said to the Lord, well, Lord, I don't know anything about faith, (laughs) which, of course, was not true. I had spent my whole life learning about faith. But what I meant was, in a way that I would think that I would be able to put a, a, a book together, about the subject of faith. Well, probably, and, probably, Stephen, what you were telling the Lord is you were admitting the truth compared to the Lord. You knew nothing about faith because he exactly. is faith. Exactly. So That's I think you were right. just speaking honestly to the Lord. Hey, Lord, uh, compared to you, I know nothing. Exactly. When you're in his presence, I mean, what do you know? You know, yeah. the more you know, the more you know you don't know. That's right. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so in his presence, that's, that's what I said. And he said to me, uh, I don't want to draw this part out, and maybe it's a chasing a rabbit a little bit, but the point is, is there's so many supernatural things about this book. And the Lord said to me, well, son, uh, and I'll try to make it quick, go, go into your uh, attache and pull out your book on uh, – sermons that you used to write and you used to write and said turn to the third page from the back he was this specific and i got that little notebook out and i it was a three ring binder and i used to put notes in it and then would preach them on sunday and uh i turned three page I, i did exactly what he said frankly trying to prove him wrong and i turned three pages from the back and there it was there was a sermon entitled, Now Faith Is. And it was from that sermon, and I had these points in there, and it was the only page in the book that had not been typed out. So I used, back in those days, didn't have typewriter. So I would type out my notes. Well, this is the only one that wasn't typed out because it was so fresh at the time, and I never did type it out years later. And I 
think I remember that I preached this in 1979. Wow. 79. Wow. And there was this, and I basically took that, and when the Lord said to write a book, I started, and then literally, I said, well, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll do this, but I, I don't think I can write more than four or five chapters, just small little chapters. So I thought I was going to write a book uh, that was a little what I call a Kindle article book. It's just a Kindle size thing. And I thought it was going to be three or four or five short chapters, about an 80 page booklet size, you know, 80 page booklet. And uh, that book kept growing where the Lord said to me three times, I thought it, I had it finished. And the Lord said to me three times, no, there's this other chapter. And he gave me the title of it. And then the second time, no, you're not finished. Here's this chapter. And that was chapter 17. The other one was chapter 16. What ended up being just saying. And then I thought, well, now surely I'm, I'm done now, you know. And then the Lord said to me, no, I'm sorry, but you're not. You got one more. And I said, oh, no. What could that possibly be? I said, you know, I don't know anything else more about faith, God. I mean, I don't want to make stuff up. I want it to be stuff that's coming out of me. And uh, he said, well, it will be. And he said, here's the one you're missing, the shield of faith. Well, it never occurred to me, the shield of faith. So the last chapter is the shield of faith. In that chapter, which some people have said to me, that's the most important chapter of your book, maybe, where I talk about incidences in my life. And if I'd have continued, you know, I, this would have been a never-ending book. But uh, I had several uh, incidences that I discuss in which I had to use the shield of faith to extinguish the fiery darts of the evil one in my life or I would have been destroyed by those fiery darts. Amen. And so it wasn't an option. But now, all these years later, I've come to the place, as I describe at the end of the book in that chapter, uh, I'm, and this is no brag, just fact, Dizzy Dean, great baseball pitcher and later announcer, he said, it ain't bragging if it's fact. And so in this case, it's fact that I can say that I actually came to the place in my life where I understood that my enemies have no power over me except what I give to them. Amen. And then I, I have come to the place which I write in my book. None of these things move me. Remember what the Apostle Paul said. And he said, none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And that is exactly what I'm doing at this stage in my life. Hallelujah. Amen. I've got uh, a minute and a half to go. I'm going to read these chapters of the book. But uh, uh, Steve, where can they order your book? You know, the easiest way is to go onto the internet, type in nowfaithisbook.com. Nowfaithisbook.com. And that will take you right to it. 
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening, watching the warning program. Jonathan Hansen with Stephen Lambert. He says on the book, Apostolic prof- Prophet, Prophetic Scribe. Now faith is faith that works. Here are the chapters. One, saving faith. Two, weak, feeble faith. Three, effective faith. Four, strong faith. Five, mountain-moving faith. Six, wonder-working faith. Seven, great faith. Eight, faith for healing and deliverance. Nine, faithless. Ten, obtaining and activating faith. Eleven, building yourself up on your faith. Twelve, the test of our faith. Thirteen, hindrances to genuine faith. Fourteen, walking by faith. Fifteen, faith without works. Sixteen, contending for the faith. Seventeen, falling away from the faith. And eighteen, the shield of faith. You need to order this book. Stephen, thank you for being on the program today. Thank you so much for having me, Apostle, and I appreciate your ministry so much. And and I pray for you daily that God will continue to expand your ministry and your outreach to the multitudes. Thank you, and God bless all of you. Order the book. Now faith is faith that works. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.